Now, I've not seen series three of Daredevil. I've started it, but I haven't finished. You want to talk to Magnus Magnusson about that? <laughs> In 1999, a slightly disturbing young man declared that we are soldiers of hell. We are neither soldiers nor from hell, but like obedient little sleeper agents, we have gradually recruited people from popular culture to create a military force to be reckoned with. Each episode, we'll be nominating someone new to join our ranks. So happy New Year! Happy New Year! Happy to New you. Year to all of you guys out there as well. Is that Listening. your squeaky toy? It's just a squeaky toy I've got here. We've got, is that a dog I've got there? Is <laughs> he's, he's, he's careful? He's there. Uh... He's nuzzling in a very <laughs> yeah awkward place. Don't don't nuzzle too closely. He's, That's he's, not a. You got a toy donut for him, and he's trying to chomp it. I've which... made the mistake. I've made the mistake of play starting to play a little bit of catch with the dog, and obviously now the dog expects catch to continue. And he has no concept of the fact that this is a podcast, and we've this got is... serious business to talk about. This is uh... well. This is well. It's... It's the first one of the year. It is the first one of the year. 2022. Timestamp that. <laughs> it's been a interesting Christmas, I would say, dominated by <laughs> by one brand. Yeah. Well, to be fair, the entertainment industry is virtually dominated by one brand, I suppose, isn't it? it? Yeah, it is now. But so, obviously, we're talking about... Whoa! That is... <laughs> dangerously close there. Um... Marvel, of course. Yes. And uh, the entertainment in last year was up and down. It was There was a bit of a drought early on. Uh, things just kept getting pushed back. It was a bumper crop in the back end of 2021, though, wasn't it? It so was. So many things coming out. But on the run-up to Christmas, you're right, Spider-Man and Hawkeye settling into that festive period perfectly. Should we just lay down a spoiler alert right now? Yes. OK. So we're going to talk about Spider-Man and... Uh... And there are some things you'd want to avoid if you haven't if you haven't seen this already. So, uh, so yeah, you've had your warning. Now we're diving in deep. Yeah. So Spider Man, No Way Home. Um, I loved it. Yeah. Loved it. The more I think about it, the more I love it. Actually, as time goes on and distance goes from actually watching it, it's the first and only time I've heard active whoops and gasps in a cinema. I didn't actually get that at the show and I went to, which is a shame, but <clears throat> certainly when Andrew Garfield waves at his... Uh, waves at the people through the portal, and you just know straight away yeah. it's not... It's not... Tom Holland. Tom Holland. Even even though I knew what was going to happen, when he takes the mask off, it was still that little... Yay! Yeah, that little internal celebration. And that was the moment that caused the row of... 14, 15 year old girls behind me to actively go, oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> when was the last time you saw Toby Maguire? He's Probably. on the phone. <laughs> that's, that's him now, actually. Uh, Big T, the Toaster. Big T. <laughs> the Toaster. <laughs> Big, <laughs> Big, Toby, Big Toby Mag. <laughs> uh, it was probably Spider Man 3. I don't. Know that I've actually seen him do more. Has he retired? I don't know if he's retired or just does more arty projects or. Have you seen the film Molly's Game? No. That's the Steve. No, I'm thinking of something else. Stephen Segal, were you going to say? (laughs) (laughs) Stephen King, but that's um, someone else's game, isn't it? Gerald's Game. I don't know. Well, 
it's not Molly's. It's not Molly's game. <laughs> so Molly's game is based on a true story about a woman. Well, it's based on a book written by the woman whose story it is, and she basically be, ran high stakes poker games. Um, she somehow carved out. I mean, I don't want to spoil the story. It's quite. It's a good film actually. Um, she carved out. Uh, a business for herself, like doing high stakes poker games in a hotel for people that could afford to come and join in. And in the film, there is a. Sorry, my dog's trying to destroy our sofa. One second. I know you don't like the cushions. Is that better? Yeah. <laughs> is he very specific on what he likes? Yeah. Quite dogmatic. <laughs> yeah. He's happy now that the Spider-Man films, the old ones, are now part of the one ongoing continuity. Yeah, they're just... They've been... Yeah. So they've been retrospectively brought into... Not into the MCU, but they're now officially MCU-adjacent. Yes, I guess so. I think that's the phrase that Sony is using for their Spider-Verse projects, Venom, Morbius and so on. Oh, I was talking about Molly's game, wasn't I? Yes. So the point, the point is, one of the... So one of the characters who is based on a real person in, in the film, one of the high-stakes poker players, is, a, is an actor, a Hollywood actor. Now, he's played by... Is it Michael Serra? I never know how you pronounce yes. his surname. Michael Serra. Scott Pilgrim. Scott Pilgrim. It's played by him in the film. Now, I guess the identity of the high-stakes poker players has been protected, so you don't actually know who they were in real life, but the rumour is that it was Tobey Maguire. Ah, so he's given up acting to for gambling. Play, play big style. Yeah, yeah. And, of course, his biggest gamble was that dance in Spider-Man 3. <laughs> didn't pay off. No, didn't pay off. But I loved it. The, the moment as well when I like the way Toby Maguire just walked in wearing just like a jacket and a t shirt. Yeah. What does he get called? Cool Pasta at one point. You yeah. look like a cool, <laughs> you look like pa- cool Pasta. <laughs> yeah. Now, this is where I really like Marvel is that as much of detail and attention they put into their own films, they've clearly obviously taken into account the events and the themes from the other Spider-Man films because they've gone back and they've created a continuing Spider-Man story for each of the other Spider-Men yeah. that we just haven't seen yeah. to bring them to the... So they're still active Spider-Men at this point. So it's... it's Yeah. My, my favourite bit is when um, Andrew Garfield catches MJ. He saves her. And then he gets a lump in his throat and, and so checks if she's okay. And it's like, because he couldn't save Gwen, yeah. but he manages to save Tom it Holland's was, MJ. I think that's probably the moment of the film for me. Yeah. And the thing, I always knew it was going to happen. As soon as the trailer dropped and it showed MJ falling, I knew exactly what was going to happen. But I still loved it anyway. Yeah. It was giddy, I think, is the... Is the way to describe how I felt. Other than Endgame, <clears throat> which is continually so deep and referential to other MCU films, it's the 
closest to that, I think, in terms of everything is a nod to something else. Yes. Even just down to the bit where like Toby Maguire talks to Andrew Garfield and says, well, you're amazing. Mm. Just in reference to the titles of the films. So good. You were talking about <coughs> MCU adjacent movies then. How does that work? So, I think that term is for things like Venom, Morbius, I presume the original Sam Raimi trilogy of Spider-Man films now, that are now linked to the MCU, but not directly part of it. I need to work through some of these connections because I'm not clear on exactly what's where. So you've got, in the Morbius trailer, yeah. you've got a poster for the Vulture, or is the Vulture even in the trailer? I can't remember. Michael Keaton is in the trailer, who appears to be playing the same character he played in the first Spider-Man film. So that suggests that Morbius is in Tom He's... Holland's universe, so I therefore suppose... the MCU. So I suppose this is it, and now we have to view each film, not who it's produced by, but which universe it sits in, because all these ones are now just other realities of the MCU multiverse. So the Sam Raimi trilogy is now, it's not MCU, but it's another reality that, is, that can enter it. Same as Andrew Garfield one. I really like that, because the other ones are, they're finished projects. They're not ongoing. There's not going to be any more links, as far as we know, to the MCU. That's they're still self-contained. Yeah. And we know that, that we know they're off in their other reality, doing whatever they're doing, but they, they've been part of the multiverse. So that's okay. Now, I've not seen the Venom films, but I am aware of the Venom 2 end credit scene. Yes. And obviously the end credit scene from Spider-Man No Way Home. So I think the Venom 2 end credit scene was initially done to make people think, oh, Tom Hardy's Venom is entering the MCU, but actually he's not. Chronologically speaking, that post credit scene takes place during Doctor Strange casting the initial spell. Right, yes. Brings Tom Hardy's Venom into the MCU. And he's there for however long the period of the film takes place. And then when Doctor Strange casts the spell at the end of No Way Home, he's sent back to his own universe. So that's interesting then. So Venom and Morbius aren't part of the same universe. Well, we don't know properly about Morbius yet. But we do because the vulture is in the trailer. Therefore, it has to be in Tom Holland's universe. MCU proper. Yeah. Whereas Venom, actually, what the the Venom and Spider-Man end credits show us is how the Venom symbiote enters the MCU universe. Because when Tom Hardy goes back to his Venom universe at the end, a little bit of the symbiote is left. The symbiote obviously knows about Spider-Man because at the Venom 2 post credit scene, he sees Spider-Man on the telly and says something like, oh, this guy. So he's got knowledge of Spider-Man. So does that indicate that the Venoms have a hive mind and has an awareness of the Venom that for Tobey Maguire's Spider-Man 3? Possibly, because... 
Because I believe the symbiotes have like a hive mind. I think that's the only explanation for how he would know who Peter Parker is. I think I've read somewhere about it that they carry the information from previous generations of the symbiotes. So, magic. (laughs) (laughs) Doctor Strange did it. (laughs) Okay. Uh... So that's so that's um, the other Spider-Man films and Venom solved, sort of ish. Speaking of multiverse, yes, that leads us into what if most directly, which I've only seen one and a half episodes of so far. Yeah, I think that will play a more prominent role in the upcoming Doctor Strange sequel. Clearly, that's got multiverse written all over it because it's literally <laughs> called it. All over it. Yeah. Did you? Did you? I take it you stayed to watch the mm. what the post credits. What in fact was a trailer? And annoyingly, I was dying for a wee forty minutes into the film, and I thought I'm not leaving this cinema <laughs> to go for a wee. I don't know what I'm going to miss. So that was the worst waiting for <laughs> end credits that I've ever done, especially when it was just a trailer. Yeah, it, it was it, it was nice to see, but I'd rather have had a proper post-credits scene that meant something. Yeah. That said, um, clearly Wanda is going to play a role in it. Yeah. And I didn't pick up on it at the time of watching the trailer, but it introduces the character America Chavez. Right. Who is... A character I've seen in an animated TV series. Yeah, yeah. Um, one of her powers is she can open portals between universes, uh, which will come in handy. Mm-hmm. Useful. Spider-Man should have talked to her. Yeah. Or not, actually. That's not what he wanted to happen. <laughs> no. <laughs> he wanted, that. Yeah. Scratch that. He's, um, he's wiped my memory. <laughs> Forgot all about it. So I suppose that also explains how J.K. Simmons can play... J.J. Jameson, yeah, in both the Sam Raimi and the Tom Holland films now, but they're different. but they're they're different versions of that person, yeah, which might explain the vulture point in Morbius. Potentially, yeah, that could just be an alternate. That could be a variant. We've got that term now, haven't we? That's a variant of the vulture. Yes. So there, right? Question, and it's going to shove us into a different property now. Hawkeye. Yeah. So again, spoiler territory. We've got um, we've got the Kingpin. Yes. In the last episode of Hawkeye series. Still played by Vincent D'Onofrio. Yeah. And we've got Matt Murdock in Spider-Man No Way Home. Still played by Charlie Cox. Are they the same ones from the Netflix series or are they variants? I think they're the same because at the time of them being initially put on Netflix, I believe all those series were MCU canon. They were meant to be. They were, and they do reference certain bits, like they mention the um, Battle of New York in of New York. Yeah, I ve- there's, there's, it was a tenuous one. I think the only thing that stopped them being more directly tied to the MCU is that they were aimed at a very different market and you couldn't sell it to kids yeah. because of the, the violence aspect of it. So in theory, there's no reason why they can't be the yeah. same versions. Now, I've not seen Series 3 of Daredevil. I've started it, but I haven't finished. You want to talk to Magnus Magnuson about that? <laughs> so I, 
I don't know how Kingpin, sort of what his end point is in Daredevil to see whether it makes sense where he is in Hawkeye means he can be. Because obviously if he ends up getting killed at the end of Daredevil 3, then it's a, it's not. But we'll see. Does he end up getting killed at the end of Hawkeye? That's also a question. I would fairly confidently say no. Yes. Any time you don't see a person actually die on screen... They probably haven't. It's interesting how they've sort of brought in his tenuous powers. As in, like, the character doesn't really have any in the comics, apart from... He's just a massive, strong man. Super strong. And it's like, when when she shoots him with an arrow, and it just sort of... He breaks it off. him, and he takes it. It's like, he's just got superhuman blubber. I yeah, I think the only explanation of that is that they're trying to say he is so massive yeah. that the arrow couldn't reach his internal organs yeah. and he was just so hard he could go, Neh. Yeah. I mean this yeah. is something that could pierce a car, but Yeah, but <laughs> not not kingfit. You're carrying a bit of timber, mate, so you'll be alright. <laughs> Although they sort of addressed it, was it in the first series of Daredevil, where he's got that armourer who makes him his suits have got like metal plating inside that's super oh, light. Okay. And then, so halfway through the first series of Daredevil, he, he beats the shit out of Daredevil. But then Daredevil goes to the same armourer, gets, oh, yeah, his, own, gets his Daredevil suit made, which levels the playing field, and he ki- kicks the shit out of the kingpin. Mm, that's good. I did enjoy that. I need to finish season three now. Yeah. Do you know what? I've, I've only I've not watched any of the other season, series either. I've not watched Jessica. I've got I've watched the first two episodes of Jessica Jones. I watched Jessica Jones. Didn't watch Luke Cage. Didn't watch Iron Fist. Um, the what's the other one? The Defenders. Defenders. Didn't watch that one. Which I think technically you're meant to watch that before watching Daredevil three, because obviously he's in it. And is there three series of Jessica Jones or two? Two, I think. Because there is an order to watch them all, isn't there, as well? Yeah. I think Jessica Jones 2 picks up straight after the end of Defenders. Right, OK. I think, I don't know, I really do need to catch up on them, but it's it's a huge, it's like 90 hours of TV that all I'm committing I, all to. All I do is, so it's eat, sleep, work, watch Marvel. <laughs> Keep up with Marvel. <laughs> and it's becoming an even harder job now that... Disney Plus is banging out TV series left, right and centre that so far, for me at least, have been of pretty good quality. They have. Yeah, I've I enjoyed mean, them all. And all different as well. I liked WandaVision with how different it was. And it was clearly... It had the bravery to not be a fireworks show. It obviously had a big fight at the end because mm. it had to come to a head at some point. Yeah. I loved the way that Falcon and Winter Soldier carried on that whole the Captain America films are more of an espionage type thing. Loki was brilliant. Mm. The budget they're throwing at TV series is insane. It is crazy. Uh, the opening sequence in Falcon and Winter Soldier where there's the, the helicopter chase, that could be in a Mission Impossible film. Yeah. It's absolutely crazy the money that's being thrown at them. And then you add on top of that you've got the Star Wars TV series as well which must have cost a fortune. Yeah. Which is again on my to watch list. And they do feel authentically Star Wars as well. 
perhaps more so than anything since the original trilogy. So, so. I mean, you could watch Droids, the cartoon. It's 1986 or whatever it is. <laughs> if you were going to bring other takes on Marvel characters that you've seen in non-MCU films to weave into the narrative of the MCU, who would you bring in from different universes? It's a mostly poor pool to draw on, isn't it? Pre-MCU, there's not a huge amount of good... Marvel. There's I the... think the obvious ones are the <coughs> X-Men films. And and we've had a sort of link there, haven't we, with WandaVision? Which turned out to be nothing more than a big... Red herring. A big finger to everybody. <laughs> <laughs> but that, but that, I suppose that was sowing the seed, wasn't it? That was the first glimpse we got of sowing the seed of multiverse. Yeah. Um, so... I don't think there's any other versions of like Iron Man, Captain America that I would want or warrant. No, no, no. There's too much of a of a gap. Pure fan service would be um, Hugh Jackman. Yes. Uh, back as Wolverine. Yes. I don't, I don't think he'll do it. I, I, I don't even think he'd do it for money. He doesn't need it. No. And I don't think... Uh, Figgy Dog would choose him because as good as he is and as bankable as he was, actually they need longevity in that role and bringing him in now would be sort of saying, it would be causing confusion for people who have only watched the MCU. And then it brings in, and and that's the other thing as well, the the Sam Raimi Spider-Man trilogy is a self-contained story that goes from A to B. Whereas once you bring in the previous X-Men films, whose own continuity is all over the shop, yeah, with, I think it's something like, in two different films, Wolverine couldn't possibly be doing what he's shown to be doing in the films because another film has shown that he was in a different country at the time. It does that sort of... I know at some point you have to say, well, it, what, whatever tells the best story is in fact the event. The, f- the first <clears throat> class... Actors who don't age between the 60s and the 90s. Yeah. So I think bringing in previous versions of X-Men is problematic from a continuity point of view. Yeah. Um, so you got two lots of Fantastic Four. Which, what's the point? Both, both takes were poor. And then you've got the Chris Evans factor of... Oh, yeah. Human Torch, which would also be confusing. What else have you got? I suppose... Blade? Now, Blade, you could argue that's a variant because Mahershala Ali is Blade Mm. in the MCU um, and has actually already appeared. Oh, really? You you haven't seen Eternals, have you? No. It's a bit of a ponderous... It's not great. It's all right. It passes the time. The CGI doesn't seem to have had the money spent on it that other projects have. The story is a bit flat. And actually, at the end, you think, oh, what was the point? But there's a scene right at the end where a character is about to pick up a sword and a voice from off screen says, are you sure you're ready for that? And apparently that is Mahershala Ali 
Right, okay. Why he is in that scene or in... <laughs> I have no idea. That, that feels like it, going <clears throat> back to the first time they did this with um, Samuel L. Jackson rocking up and it's like, you haven't quite thought through how this connects, have you? It's just... He's just called... He's done it. Yeah. Yeah, so I don't... Yeah, it's... I don't get it. So coming out this year, there's obviously Doctor Strange 2, Thor 4, which I'm... I think should just be called... Thor. <laughs> 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 it's a waste of letters. Or you spell Thor with an O and a U. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Sour. <laughs> um, Passes over that flower. Sour. <laughs> Which in itself has got a bit of retconning to do to, I suppose, to work out how. It's not they're not retconning, but they need to find some reason for Jane Foster to be brought back. Yeah, who they sort of quietly edged out of the narrative a while ago. Um, I don't know if there are any other films confirmed. Guardians Volume Three is that out as well. I don't know if that's out next year. That might be the year after. But I think there's a Guardians of the Galaxy Christmas special on Disney Plus. Oh, um, this what this coming Christmas, and obviously MCU wise on the Disney Plus, it's just it's crazy. Mm. There's is it, there's Miss Marvel, She-Hulk, Moon Knight, plus probably second series in the works of the one we've already seen. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to have to take some more time off work. <laughs> so, Marvel obviously smashing it out of the park, planning years down the road. We've got a packed 2022, probably a 2023. It feels like Whatever DC try and do, they're always a step behind. And it felt like when Michael Keaton was getting announced as coming back into the DC universe in one guise or another because he would appear in the Flash movie, we first learned about this, what, 18 months ago, maybe more? And and now that... We've got multiple Spider-Men, Spider-Mans in <laughs> in one universe, in one film. Like Marvel have beat them by a, by a, by a year, and it seems like they've they've done it quicker as well. Yeah, like we didn't know anything about multiple Spider-Men, <laughs> and then it's already happened. And yet, I feel like I've been hearing about the Flash film for. Years now. Yeah. It's crazy, isn't it? And, yeah, DC, I don't... I'm, I'm really looking forward to the Batman. Yes. But I feel like this has been the catchphrase that I've attached to DC projects for I the know last what you're gonna say. decade I know now. what you're going to say. Cautiously optimistic. Yeah. <laughs> and I just feel like they just keep letting me down. I think the Batman will be good. And I think it will be a stark enough contrast to what Marvel are doing for it to have a market and an appeal and potentially just stand on its own merits as a good film, which is what happened with the Christopher Nolan yeah. films. The problem with a property like The Flash is it's still so closely connected to the DCEU that they were trying to do that they've now sort of distanced themselves from. And it's so similar to the Marvel style of this is how we're going to do a multiverse that it feels already feels dated. 
before it's, it's not even, even been released. Come out yet, and it, they're trying to make Michael Keaton's Batman as almost like a Nick Fury style mentor because he's going to be in the Batgirl movie that's on HBO Max, and it just kind of feel like that isn't that just mega confusing having a Batgirl film with a different Batman on on streaming and then you've got the Titans film um, series on a different streaming network with another Batman and Robin and you've got a new... Uh, it just, they're just messy, and aren't they? And there's already two active Supermen yeah. if you... If you believe Henry Cavill will ever do another Superman film, yeah, someone needs to just get a grip. And I don't want them to copy Marvel. I just want someone to have a plan. Yeah, it almost feels like someone needs to come in and go right. Whatever we're doing, stop. Yeah, let's have a year, plan it properly. They don't need to have a connected universe, even if they do and they do it well, great. But they don't have to. I would be quite happy to say we are going to have a series of films. That just are enjoyable. And I thought that's where they were going until this Flash film, which I am excited for because I love Keaton. But, yeah, it feels like the horse has already bolted. Which is a shame. What a downbeat note. (laughs) 2022, really looking forward to it. Have some more money, Disney. (laughs) Have all my money, Disney. So on that note... Who are you going to put into the Soldiers of Hell this month? It's time for a rank. What shall we call this feature? The Soldiers of Hell rank off? Come rank with me? Strictly come ranking? Maybe just a load of rank. Have we ever put Spider-Man in? I don't... Now, this is... Do we put an individual Spider-Man in, or do we put the character of Spider-Man capturing all multiversal versions of him? Yes. Because we haven't even talked about Into the Spider-Verse. No. And the sequel for that's coming out, isn't it? Yes. Yeah. And that's all right. I mean, that laid down the ground years ago for multiple for Spider-Man. Multiple Spider-Man. You, in fact, I know exactly what I want to see on screen. You want that to connect with the MCU, don't you? I want MCU, a live-action Nicolas Cage Spider-Man noir. <laughs> that is what I want to see. Let's make it happen. Yeah, absolutely. Because there's also, I think, there's rumours that Sony want Emma Stone back to play a live-action Spider-Gwen, and it could go crazy. I mean... It's it's Hayley Steinfeld that plays her in Into the Spider-Verse, isn't it? Is it? Yeah. Oh, I didn't realise that. So that that wouldn't work. Although she'd be good at it, but it's obviously... She's now Hawkeye. She's now Hawkeye. So, lots to look forward to. Yes. So what? Spider-Mans, we're going to put all the Spider-Mans well, in. Yes, with who we put in, was it? All of them. Yes, the point I was going to make was I always felt like the Andrew Garfield Spider-Man didn't get quite as much love as it deserved. I think he was a good Spider-Man in poor films. Yeah. Whereas Tobey Maguire always was a bit sullen for me. No, I quite liked him. I liked him at the time. But yeah. So we're putting Spider-Man... Putting and all <laughs> branching versions thereof. Yes, we're putting Spidermans in. Spidermans. <laughs> Hi, I'm Tom Spiderman. <laughs> <laughs> yes, let's do that. Cool. I enjoyed that. Let's, um, let's multiverse it up big style and see what we get next month. 
Soldiers of Hell is a Fosgate Studios production. If you enjoyed it, please like, subscribe, comment, and share.